Good morning, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful, wonderful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Our friends, it has been quite some time, but we are back. And praise God for His faithfulness, for His endurance, and His mercy to enable us to continue this devotional program. Now, friends, for the next couple of days, weeks, we'll see how long it goes, but we'd love to speak about spiritual warfare. Now, many of us are familiar with the term spiritual warfare, but sadly, not many Christians actually understand what spiritual warfare is, and many others don't take it seriously, don't really give attention to it, but it is extremely important. Now, what is spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare speaks about a warfare that takes place on a spiritual level, in the spiritual realm, if we can call it that. But it affects us not only on a spiritual level, but also on a physical level. Because all physical things in life are influenced by spiritual things in life. We know that in Ephesians chapter 6, we are told that We do not fight against flesh and blood. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, the Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. There is a spiritual war taking place, and there are spiritual and supernatural forces at work around us each day. We cannot live in the present times and still be ignorant of what we are a part of and what is taking place around us. As a Christian, it is spiritually irresponsible for us not to be aware and not to know what spiritual warfare is. So although warfare is spiritual, it does affect us in the physical world and in our physical lives, in our day-to-day lives. Now, not many people know this, and very few people choose to believe this. Some people say that, oh, spiritual warfare, you know, it's just, you know, it's superstition, or it is, it is, it is just fiction. It doesn't really happen, and, and that God protects us from everything, and which is true, He does. But that does not mean that there isn't spiritual warfare. Let's take, for example, in the Bible, we can think about many, many examples of spiritual warfare. And these, and these things are easy for us to, to find in the Bible when we read in the Bible. For example, who deceived Eve right in the beginning in Genesis? Who convinced David to number the children of Israel? Who caused Job's suffering? Who possessed Judas Iscariot in order to betray Jesus? Who convinced Ananias and Sapphira to lie about the money that they gave unto the church? And all these were directly connected to Satan. And there are many more references in the Bible about angels and demons and, and spirits and about Satan and about spiritual warfare and war in heaven. And there are many references. Now we know that there are many people that choose to also take the spiritual warfare to almost like a hyper-spiritual level where they blame Satan for everything and everything that goes wrong in the world is is warfare and it's the demons and 
you know, oh, oh, you are sick. Oh, that that must be the devil. Sickness cannot be from God. And you know, oh, you lost your job. Shame the devil. That's his fault. You know, he take back what he stole from you. Or maybe you just bumped your tones like, oh, demons, the demons possessed that stone that jumped in front of you and you bumped your toe. And <laughs> literally, they like to blow everything out of proportion. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Satan cannot cause sickness because he can. Satan cannot make you to lose your job. That is possible, uh, but only if God allows it. Now, Every evil thing in the world is not Satan's fault. Every sin is not spiritual warfare in the sense where there is some demon or some higher power that is causing me to sin. Because we as people, as the Bible tells us, we are evil too. And we have a sinful nature. And many times when we sin, Satan is like, "Uh, that wasn't me, God. That was him. I didn't leave me out of this. He did that all, all on his own. That is why in Revelation, the book of Revelation, after the millennial reign, after Satan was bound for a thousand years, people still choose and still will choose to go against Jesus Christ. Because we have that sinful nature within us. And Satan leverages of that nature in order to cause us, yes, to, to worsen things through spiritual warfare. But it is not always him alone. Now the Bible speaks very clearly about the subject of spiritual warfare and it will serve us well to know it and to study it as Christians. So over the next couple of devotionals, a week or two, we'll see how long this goes. We'll speak about several things concerning spiritual warfare. What is it about? Who is involved? How can we fight back in this warfare? How does it affect us in our day-to-day lives? What is the place, our place in spiritual warfare? And how do we discern what is warfare and what is just life? <laughs> how do we know these things? So we'll look at different signs of spiritual warfare. Now, if there's anything that you would like us to address in regarding spiritual warfare or any question that you might have about spiritual warfare, please let us know. Please send me a message or something so we can speak about this. I would love to cover as much as possible in this topic. Now for today, as we are closing, thinking about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is a reality. It is part of our lives, whether we like it or not. There is no way to run from it. There is no way to hide from it. And we cannot ignore it and think that it won't affect us. Because that is... The greatest target is a target that is ignorant or a target that is defenseless. And therefore, we must put on our whole armor each day, the armor of God, be equipped with it. Whether we want to be ready for spiritual warfare or not, we have to be because it is a reality. But we must remember these words and the words that David spoke in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45 and 47 The Bible says, And then said David unto the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And verse 47 he says, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands.
And that is exactly what spiritual warfare, friends, that we need to remember today, that it is real, it is there, and we are a part of it, but so is God. And He is on our side, and He fights our battles for us, and the battle is the Lord's. And therefore, we do not have to be afraid, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of us, but He has given us a sound mind and a spirit of love from Him. So let us go out there today and be ready and have our hearts and our eyes focused on Jesus Christ and on Him alone, and purpose to be led by the Holy Spirit in each step that we take, so that we can glorify God in everything that we do today. Thank you so much for listening today, friends. May God bless you. Thank you for all your support, for all your patience. And God really truly teach us in the next coming weeks what it means to be a part of His work and what it means that He is on our side. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.